Hello there and welcome to the Alice Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz like there's no tomorrow. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my co-host John. How you doing? Hello there. General uh, Kenobi. Ah, you're a bold one. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, just, you know, getting ready for this uh, podcast episode to, you know, to unload some very good reviewing stuff today or mm. fantastic news or, you know... All of that jazz, really. Yeah, we so. got we got we got some we got some stuff to talk about today. We're going to be talking about Luca, the latest Pixar film, which you can find on Disney Plus, and uh, Loki episode two, as well as some uh, news of the week. Yes, news. Forgot, I forgot that. I forgot the word. I was like, what was what's that new, thing new we segment. were talking about? New what's segment. it called? The news segment, of course, indeed. Yes, yeah. So, shall uh, we start with yes. some news? We have news. a new trailer. Yeah for halo infinite this is part of uh, e3 uh, you actually brought it to my attention uh, yes i didn't know that it was released um but it's it's definitely been a while waiting for this one uh wasn't it supposed to come out last year yes it was supposed to come out when uh, holiday 2020 but then a lot of developers uh saw the comments or or the performance of the of the demo and they weren't uh impressed by it uh three three four three uh, is uh the the developer team yeah, who right. are working on halo and they made halo great halo games as well so mm. this one uh really brought to my attention because it was part of this summer games fest so i followed the i follow the summer games fest because they get you know great news about games and you know uh, but usually with Summer Game Fest, there aren't a lot of interesting stuff, but there have been some great games that have been uh, announced, like Elden Ring, which is a part of Dark Souls. So whoever is a oh. fan of Dark Souls out there. So, that's yeah. very nice. That's so great. what did you yeah. think of, of this trailer for Halo Infinite? Oh, ooh. this was a very... Oh, no. The very words coming back. Oh, no. Uh, this back. Uh, this trailer was really uh, interesting uh, for me because um, you, last time I played Halo was uh, the Master Chief Collection in in lockdown, and then I played um, Halo Five. Well, well, I just wanted to go in chronological order, uh, and Halo Five was a bit yeah underwhelming. Uh, it, yeah, just. It didn't really hit the mark for me for those. Um, yeah, it definitely left a lot to be desired. Yeah, and I wish there was a lot of things to you know explore, but I felt it was a bit you know not. You know, it was just like one continuous line, and it wasn't mm. you know something to explore. I, I'm I'm comparing that to uh, Loki, you know the the time stream like the ah. timeline, the multiverse, and yes. yeah, but that that's how I feel, you know. They just did that, and nothing really interesting to it. But I mean, you got great voice actors. You got, um, I forgot his name. Why? Why did I forget his name? Uh, Nathan Billion. Nathan Billion. So yes. Yeah. Oh my god! Of course, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the, yeah. obviously, Halo Five added the whole kind of um, Osiris and Blue Team, the two different like teams. So it's not yes. just Master Chief going on this journey alone, which, which- I thought. But Master Chief alone is, is yeah, a, one man army. Yeah. 
So I, I'm glad that Halo Infinite looks like it's going back to, you know, Master Chief on his own doing an uh, yeah. mission. The whole kind of like space jump that they do in, in oh, the trailer was, yeah. was, I really enjoyed the atmosphere of that. Uh, the piano music, like mm. that was so kind of nostalgic to hear and oh, uh, and the music as well, because it, oh, it just brought me back so many memories to Halo 4, you know, the opening um uh the, the, well the opening the screen to it you know the the music like destroyed space spaceship around yeah in the background and you hear the music and you just go wow oh yeah okay. i love the opening for halo 4 it's probably my favorite oh, opening I mean, oh my halo god halo 4 is my favorite one <laughs> yeah halo 4 is just it wow yeah it, it's just the opening and the story that you know fell in love with i fell in love with and hmm. uh and I really love the design of, you know, the worlds because yeah. I can tell they've just put so much time into this. Oh, definitely, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you, like, uh, get off that, the... Um, there's some, I, I forgot the place when you just wake up. You're, well, in the crypto, um, like, Master Chief wakes up. And then yeah. you're... Yeah, yeah, you're getting you. sucked. You're getting sucked into this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't take that out of context. Don't take that out of context. So well, steady you, on there. you'll get teleported to a different world. And once you uh, land there, like there was massive like buildings as well. And you just you just get lost with the music and everything that you just with the scenery. And that what makes Halo just, you know, you're just shooting and then it it's great, you know. Yeah, I agree. Um yeah. it, it's like I really hope that Halo Infinite will bring back, you know, the vibe that the first four games had. And I think it's particularly interesting because, you know, obviously the whole kind of plot is that Master Chief's looking for Cortana, but it seems like Cortana has been deactivated by somebody who maybe might be an imposter of Master Chief. Oh, imposter. <laughs> um, you know, so I think I think that's very interesting. That, you know, because yeah. I, I thought it'd be a very clear cut, you know, Master Chief goes to find Cortana, but I like that they've thrown a wrench in the works and it's kind of like, well, actually Cortana's dead or maybe not dead, but, you know, or maybe. seeming seemingly dead. Yeah. And well, at the end of Halo 5, um, we see that um, Cortana's gotten away. Yes. Um, but we don't know. Well, I think there's, I feel like there's a missing gap between them, but Unless Halo Infinite will give us some, you know, backstory to what happened. Uh, and the 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 gameplay uh, for this, there was a little bit of gameplay before the story trailer. Um, it looked great as well. Uh, but um, a lot of people, I remember this, uh, back in 2019, when the first trailer for Halo Infinite was released, oh, a lot of people loved the, um, the character in the, the spaceship. And he said that character's got more uh, character development in any um, no in the Halo Five game. So um, well, that's good it, to hear. That was a that was a pilot. So yeah, and uh, the music. You know, if you hear one piano note, you just go Halo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm excited for the story, um, but I just want to you know be careful because you know. Uh, Last year or the year before, I pre-ordered 
Cyberpunk 2077. Ah, yes. Uh, Yeah. Despite my my warnings about pre-ordering. Ah, sorry, man. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not going to pre-order Halo Infinite unless the reviews. So I'm going to hear the reviews Mm. or something like that. And yeah, when's the, when's the release date at the moment? It's uh, just this holiday. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah, let me let me let me check. Uh, and I, I just couldn't stop watching the trailer for days because you know it was just that. Um... It definitely brings back you know the the elements of the first four games that were so oh. enticing. Um, it, it, says, it just says twenty twenty one. Oh wow. Yeah. Guess guess, so, guess guess what it'll just spring on us at some unsuspecting moment. Yeah. So uh whoever is excited for Halo Infinite, we will in- interview uh, no, interview. Mm, yes, we all shall interview the game. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna so we're gonna we're gonna put put a game on on a on a mic and just ask it questions. <laughs> and then it should be quite no, you should put my master chief ad libs going, mm, yes. <laughs> yes yes no we Katana. have to get to this we have to get to this navigation point Katana. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's all they can yeah. say yeah or something you know really uh inspirational missions always change um <laughs> yeah uh i'm excited yeah yes, me too. we will we will we, we will uh, review the game or possibly record and some of the gameplay that we've been playing, you know, just in case if you want ah, to do that. Yeah. That would be good. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. So if you want to see that, we're happy to do it. Yeah, that, that sounds like a great idea. Um, our next piece of news is uh for the book of a Boba Fett. Um Ooh. a lot of updates for this. So uh just kind of go through them. So, first of all, um Tamara Morrison uh, did uh, some some interviewing and he did uh confirm uh that um Robert Rodriguez will be coming back to uh, direct some episodes. Robert Rodriguez, of course, directed Mandalorian chapter. It's called the tragedy. I can't remember what na- what number it is. Uh, as well as Collider um, reporting that um, the book of Boba Fett will be a more closely linked spinoff. As well, and sources have told us that the that to think of it as a Mandalorian season two point five with characters from the Mandalorian slated to appear in the series that currently sto- co-stars Ming Na Wen and Fennec Shand. So. It seems like the Book of Boba Fett could be including characters from The Mandalorian. Whatever that means, could that mean like Grief Karga or uh, Din or Bo-Katan or like anyone that, you know, was kind of in season two? I don't know. I mean, what are you, what are you thinking about this? That That's really, that's really good and interesting as well, because we're getting more backstory to what really happened with Boba Fett in the Sarlacc. So, so pits mm. and and I, re- I i really like that because you know we all need backstory sometime and you know dave filoni doing the whole clone clone war series and filling mm. us you know with all the important stuff that really happened wow. between yeah go on go on uh, uh, i i don't know but <laughs> yeah but uh it's gonna be interesting to see um boa fett uh in the, in the past more you know you, you know i mean yeah. to find out more of his backstory 
and yeah I think that's a, it- a key bit that I'm missing uh, I'm really interested to know about you know what happened with Boba Fett on Tatooine mm, yes yes um, um oh yeah very- the armor as well so yeah, yeah of course yeah. the armor um how did it get to Vance and all that obviously we see that in, in in the flashback but how did he why did he leave the armor we'll never know um mm. but something did, very did he- very go on uh, did he like maybe sold it or accidentally uh, got stuck with it in the? You know what? It? You know it's that hot in the desert. It. I don't blame him. It's very hot in the desert, so it's like you know what? If he wants to take off his his armor, you just let him do it. Yeah. So just just do whatever you want. Just want, just, uh, just 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 dump some armor, and then <laughs> you're just free. Like yeah, well, what he says a free man. I don't I don't know what he says. Just a man who's searching. I'm just I, a man trying to make my way in the galaxy like my father yes, before me. Yes, that's that's yeah. the uh, <laughs> that's that's the line. So, yeah, I'm pretty. I, I don't know much of this this stuff yet, but I am looking forward to it. So yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's, it's interesting. That. Did you watch Bad Batch this week? Um, not yet because I have been busy with no, that's a lot all, of stuff. That's totally cool, but. Um, obviously, we're going to be covering the, the, the rest of the Bad Batch season way, way like in the future in August. But something very interesting happened this episode concerning Boba Fett. Um, it, oh. if, if people know, uh, there was an unfinished arc in the Clone Wars where Boba Fett was kind of like trained by this ba- bounty hunter from the Clone Wars called Cad Bane. I don't know if you know who Cad Bane is. Uh, he has like a huge hat. Um, yeah. But yes, like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and in the, and in this arc, and this is an unfinished arc that they never got to make. In this arc, it kind of like shows how Boba Fett, like you know, like kind of like began to take up the armor, and and there's a, a released unfinished reel where he gets the din in his helmet. So I wonder, um, with what's happening in the Bad Batch, are they kind of gonna be creating different links? Are they gonna show that tale and more Boba Fett? to uh you know as a because obviously they've already showed a lot of fennec shand so will they be kind of showing things that are going to link into book of boba fett yeah who knows that this this episode of bad batch was was really good it's funny that the week that we stopped talking about the bad batch you get it got really really good (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah i'm gonna watch that obviously because we're gonna talk the whole series yes Uh, so um yeah, that's going to be when? Um, let me have a look. That will be on the 22nd of August. 22nd of August? Wow. Okay. Yeah, so that is literally... Wow. Our, that's our episode before our one-year anniversary. The week after is when we're going oh to do God, a really? one-year special. where we're gonna, Yeah, we're going to talk about Tenet again. I bet you're excited. <laughs> one year later. <laughs> one yeah. year later. Uh, yeah, we will definitely talk about the whole season um and i know a lot of people there hasn't a lot of people in, in my college or um anything that talked about the bad batch but they didn't talk about like the new disney shows like one division mm. uh, well that's just how it is that's how it's always been people you know they, they never really watched like you know clone wars rebels resistance bad batch like i i, I struggle you know in life to find people who have found who've watched those yeah. things but everyone's and watching the marvel stuff yeah and it's really hard to find um 
a moviegoer, you know, like who really loves films and it's really hard to find. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Oh I my know. god. Like if you hear someone like saying Back to Future or Blade Runner mm. or uh Reservoir Dogs or Memento or Memento, you just cannot stop talking for days about <laughs> the the films you love, and that's great. But if it's someone who doesn't know anything a lot about films, it, it's just going to go over the head, really. So oh, the amount of people who I've spoken to about films, and and I'm like, oh, do you know this film? And they're like, yeah. And then I talk about it, and they're like, actually, I I I just realised I, I I know nothing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, oh, it's just so. But then if you see someone else like talk, uh, has the same uh, like film taste or anything like, you just you're just gonna get stuck in the loop. <laughs> you're just gonna be like talking in your own film language like you're gonna say a film and then they're gonna say a film and then you're gonna say a film and they're gonna say a film it's gonna be like a loop and it's just great because you just get lost into it you're just talking about all the great moments in cinema um but yeah that's the hardest thing you can find in life like a person who has the same um like movies you know you're just going to the movies and then you see oh yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know no, I, yeah i know what you mean um yeah we also got this week some more teasers uh, for the Flash. Yes, so obviously we did. last week I think it was last week we got the um, the Michael Keaton Batman symbol with a little splash splash of blood on it. But this Ooh. week we have not only got the Flash symbol from the Flash's suit, but also Supergirl symbol from Supergirl's suit. Oh this my! This is awesome. God. What 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 are you thinking? This this is crazy. Uh... Yeah, because they're continuing, you know, if you look closely on the suit, uh, super, uh, Supergirl suit, they have the exact same symbols or, you know, the same uh, patterns that, yeah. uh, from Superman's exact side as uh, Superman. Yes, um, they do. Suit as well. That, yeah, that, really that, good. that was so, that made me so happy. I have to say, like, just the fact that, that, that this film it's not ignoring anything. It's embracing every every little part of it. You know, it's it it doesn't forget that these things exist. You know, it's embracing you know the Burton Batman films, the Snyder yeah. films. You know, it's embracing like apparent rumored that Grant Gustin's Flash is going to show up. You know, that's cool. That's all cool. these things, all these corners of DC, it's embracing it, and and it and and the fact that we're getting teasers for all of these things makes me so excited oh wait i just remembered when's dc fandom uh october nah okay <laughs> uh let me check uh, uh 16th of october i know right, i'm sorry wait why well, I, I need to get my cryogen uh my, I need to get my cryogen but they give me something <laughs> oh wait um so yeah uh right here's the real question which uh, who's going to play Supergirl? Is it from the CW or no? It's um, someone else. They 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 revealed it a while ago. It's it's an actress called Sasha Cal. Oh, Cowell. I remember now. I yeah. remember. I'm an idiot. Yes. <laughs> mm. Hey, uh, they could bring in. Well, this is the thing. They're they're bringing in Affleck. They're bringing in Keaton. You know, they've got a new Supergirl who is also kind of you know with connections to Captain Henry Cavill's Superman. Who knows who they could bring in? They could very you know very much bring in the CW Super Supergirl. They could bring in the original Supergirl from like the nineteen eighties film. Like, there's loads of prospects here. You know. Yeah, and it's Flashpoint. Well, it's going to be a Flashpoint film. Oh, yes, and there's going to be so many possibilities as well. 
Reverse um, Flash. It's all I want, man. I just want to see Reverse Flash. I love oh, you some Reverse Flash. Flash. Like I can tell, you can hit. Uh, you can hear his voice in the trailer, like in the background. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It was me, Barry. I did. Uh, Goals no. are beyond your understanding. Yeah. Uh, I could tell this one's going to be a really cool film. Um, Flashpoint because you got Affleck, you got Keaton, you got on everyone, and it's going to work really well because it's you know a multi. Well, you know, you know, like there's the new Fifty Two, and then you got the mm. whole uh, multiverse. You know, like in Crisis and Infinite Earth, that's going to work well because yeah, it's in the comics, and I think that can you know integrate. With all the other stuff for for the mainstream, uh, you know, to bring in old characters or, you know, that that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, you know? definitely. And and I think it's in good hands. I mean, Andy Muschietti is really good in uh, what well, his it films. Chapter two isn't quite as good, but the first film, you know. Other other DCEU directors have come from horror roots. You know, think about like James Wan. Um, oh, yeah. You know, even Zack Snyder you all, all have kind of horror uh, roots. And I think he seems like he really cares about what he's doing. You know, if you look at DC Fandom, you look at all the stuff that he's been releasing, these symbols, the like the teases, all this onset pictures. It seems like Andy Muschietti really knows what he's doing. And that makes me so happy because they, they, they announced the Flash film in like 2015. It's been so long. What? Yeah. Right, it's been so long, and it's like, all right, I, I really, really want to see what like is it worth the wait? And oh, and I love the Flash. He's one of my favorite comic book characters. Oh, uh, yeah, he's one. Of, yeah, he's top five, obviously. Top five, top on. five, definitely. Yeah, or top three. So, Ooh. uh, yeah, you you just kind of argue uh the the, the Flash's carrots because uh if you've watched the Flash, uh, season one, season two, season three, those are just the best Flash uh, stories yeah. that we yeah. You'll Season see. one and two are pretty perfect. Ah, oh, like it, you know, um, you know that Doctor Who vibes to it. You know, mm. yeah, that the, the first eleven Doctor. You know, oh, moment season, that we see. Yes, yeah, that's how, that's exactly how I feel when you know season one and season two because mm. they were just magical to watch. Oh, um, I agree. Um, like with the characters as well. Oh my god! Honestly, the Flash has been such th- been the TV show. I mean, has been such uh, through such a, like a a, a troubled time because you got you know season one and two were excellent. Season three was it was pretty good. Season four and five weren't that good. Season six was great. Season seven at the moment it isn't that good in my opinion. So like oh, no. it's 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 so yeah. rocky, you know. Yeah, and hopefully they're going to end at season eight with a full circle of Flash. Um, being the lightning rod, or you know, oh, honestly, hot. if they end it with reverse flash and the flash going back in time to um, you know, with uh, reverse flash wanting to kill Barry's mom and it all coming full circle, whether that means that Barry becomes the lightning that strikes him, you know, that would be so cool. I would love that yeah. so much, yeah. And oh, that, that's gonna be really cool. Um, yeah that's gonna be great uh but yeah but i'm just hoping that they're just gonna fix some stuff up because i can tell season seven isn't looking too good it's all right Uh, it's all right you know yeah and uh 
uh, talking about Andy Muschietti, uh, I can tell he's very uh, passionate. You can tell mm-hmm. that in it and chapter two as well. Yeah, and th- th- he has a great time doing it. Uh, and I can tell he's going to put a lot of work into this, into this film, because uh, you know he's quite passionate because you know he's they're teasers as well. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can tell he's yeah. very excited. So. I literally tweeted yesterday. I don't like obviously we haven't seen this actually brings us into the next piece of news actually we we haven't we've barely seen anything from no way home and I know that they're like oh, they, no. I, I assume they want to keep stuff a secret for for you know all the oh, spider no. all the spider-verse stuff that's going to be in it but I think it would have been so cool if they released like what Andy Muschietti is doing with the flash imagine if they released like the symbol of like Toby Maguire's suit or Andrew Garfield's suit, or even like, you know, whether they wanted to like spider Gwen or something, or like, you know, the symbol on Electro's suit or something. I think that would be so, so cool. And like get everyone so excited because everyone is wanting a, a no way home trailer at the moment. Like everyone's clamoring. I, I, for I'm, it. I'm not, I'm not looking for a, uh, a no way home trailer. Like everyone, I can tell. No. Uh, when there were some people saying, oh my god, guys, look, listen, I work in the cinema, yeah, but there's this trailer, Spire on No Way Home. I might get fired, but guys, this trailer might come out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. There, um, there, was, one, there was one person on Instagram who said that, and then yeah, which I, I yeah, was like, well, okay. every, Everyone's kind of okay. like you know, clamoring for it. But we did get, and I sent you this, um, we got a little title teaser. So this is from uh, Sony Pictures Argentina, who uh, promptly deleted this, but it is out there, so you can uh, have a look at it. It's it's not that special. It's just like the, 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 the logo with the Spider-Man music. However, it glitches. And I mean, like, the, the logo glitches like it does in Spider-Verse. So this is, like... I mean, it's enough to confirm that, yeah, we are getting Spider-Verse. Uh, it's not just, like, reports. This is happening. Oh, boy. Um, uh, my, my first reaction seemed, you know, the thing that you sent me. Yeah. Uh, and my first reaction was just, it's just a straight face, just like. Yeah. You I mean, me? obviously, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, we did an episode ages ago nearly a year ago we talked about like you know could a live action spider-verse film work and we kind of came to the conclusion that this is a bad idea yeah this is very this is a very bad idea because rumors suggest that there's going to be the sinister six there's going to be old characters that are going to be brought back and in spider-man i don't know it's it's just it's like I, d- I can't exp- I can't care when that there are no you know when Tom Holland's Spider Man has no emotional connection to any of these villains you know also uh, exactly the Sinister Six is barely a threat if there are three Spider Men you know the point of the Sinister Six and the threat they hold you know physically at least is the fact that it's one Spider Man against a team oh. of six three Spider Men yeah. against a team of six that's that's not nearly as as difficult, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm just not really looking forward to it at all because it, yeah, Marvel is dominating this year. They're dominating they really everything. The back, and the the back, the back, Tom. 
I remember a few years ago, you were saying, we're getting more Marvel films, John. We're getting more Marvel films. Yeah. We're getting three per year. Oh. oh, my God, John. I'm panicking. Uh, okay, so... We no, definitely... The one reason why I'm excited for Spider-Man, and I, and I mean this, is because we're going to talk about all seven live-action Spider-Man films That's... and No Way Home on the pod. We're going to do three weeks. Week one, we're going to talk about the Raimi trilogy. Week two, we're going to talk about the Amazing Spider-Man duology. Week three, we're going to talk about the MCU Spider-Man films. And then week four, we're going to talk about No Way Home. And I'm very excited to talk to do that because... I love Spider-Man so much. Yeah, Spider-Man is a great is a it's a great character, you know. He really is. If you've read Spider-Man uh life story, that just shows an example of what Spider-Man is truly is. Mm. Uh and I've read other great old comics as well, uh The Death of the Stacys or the um, the original comic where it really inspired to make uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm. Uh, I've read that one and that was that was very uh, that was really emotional. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, I, 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 my, one of my first comics I ever got was Craven's Last Hunt and I still think that No Way Home should have been Craven's Last Hunt. It was perfectly, perfectly, you know, set that, up. Yeah, that, that could be really uh, set things up because... It's the last uh, film in the Infinity Saga, and mm. it would really work well for Spider-Man's arc for the next saga. You know, to make him more a bit more, you know, darker, a bit more, you know, uh, to you have a better understanding uh, of Spider-Man, it, it, especially with Craven uh, hunting down Spider-Man. So, yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, but I only time will tell. But before, this is my this is my amazing segment. Before we um, get Spider Man No Way Home, we have other MCU things uh, to, to think about, and that particularly is Loki. More specifically, Loki episode two. Yes, episode episode two is Attack of the Clones. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Loki. As I said again. Um, uh, now this was uh, a, a good episode because it really set up, you know, for the multiverse um, idea of it. So, um, yes. Um, do you want to start over this, Tom? Yeah, right. Um, so obviously, like a lot of a lot of bombshells. I mean, spoilers first of all. Full spoilers yes. for the episode if you Spo- haven't watched oh, yeah, it. Leave. Get out! Come on, get out! Come on, what, what are you doing here? Go, go watch uh, well, it. Come on, you don't I, want to spoil I mean, it for yourself. I mean, if you haven't seen the episode, the episode just came out on Wednesday. What the heck are you doing, Come man? On, it's been it's been how many days? Four days? Come on, four days. Um, disappointed. Watch <laughs> it. Um, yeah. Uh, so a lot of kind of a lot of bombshells happened in the kind of final. 10 15 minutes of the of the uh, episode I must call it a film then obviously with the multiverse branching out and lady loki for lack of a better term um and you know loki escaping um before that though it did feel like it was kind of you know plodding along to me it felt uh, like it it was just kind of you know walking at a slow pace just kind of it- you know 
not necessarily getting to where you wanted to, to go, giving us a lot of, you know, small exposition. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the yeah. character implications weren't quite as good as they were in episode one uh, yeah. until, I think, the second half, which I think yeah. really picked up. Yeah, the second half um, brought my attention, really. Um, like, the first half, it was a bit slow. It, it was slow. Um because it didn't really give us, you know, stuff to, you know, to, you know, uh, to explore. Yeah. Or, you know, it, it, it didn't really, you know, uh, mess up with their minds. But the second half, it really, it really did because yeah. it uh, did like different time conventions as well. Uh, like going back to Pompeii. Uh, to yeah, that was, that, was, that was interesting. Yeah, uh, and um, and I, I thought, oh, all right, okay, that's that's good because you know you're going back in time to uh, apocalyptic events, and you know you can't change anything in that because it's inevitable. Uh, and what else? Uh, that that was a really cool um, a little bit as well, you know. Yeah, back in I think yeah. there's uh, I there's an interesting kind of theory um, which kind of links to that that I'll I'll kind of I'll talk about. But I think if you take obviously there are six episodes in this show, yeah. and we are two episodes away through, so we're a third of the way through. And if you look at this as like a you know traditional story narrative, we've just kind of cleared Act One, and I think it yeah. For me, it wasn't the best, but it did exactly what it needed to do. It set up everything we need to know, set up the characters, their dynamics, their relationships, you know, set up a journey for Loki to go on. And now at the end of the of Act One is where the inciting incident happens, which is the timeline exploding and expanding out. So I really, really hope that now going into episodes two, uh, three, four, five, six, we're going to get into some really like, you know, crazy, wacky multiverse stuff you know, and a real, like, um, kind of uh, consideration of of who Loki is and can be. Yeah. And uh, it didn't, it didn't, it was a bit, a bit of a slow build-up to, you know, uh, in the second half to find out the, the, the female Loki. And, uh, but it was a really cool, it was a cool bit, you know, going in the supermarket, you know. Yeah, uh, that was that was uh, good. Yeah, and even though uh, we we know that Loki hasn't changed a bit at all, um, and uh, like in episode one, you can see that Loki is like giving out uh, his ideas, you know, killing people and why he has to do it, but he doesn't want to do it, uh, and. Uh, it, it brought out ideas as well for you know what what is his uh, intentions for the T uh, TMV TMV TVA TVA oh my TVA. why did I mess up right TVA yeah and another interesting theory uh, I'm not looking at Twitter or anything else but the the it, 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 it's a cool theory so one of the timekeepers is Kang the Conqueror. Yes, that is a theory that's kind of going out there. And yeah, if I that's... believe it, Kang is being introduced in Ant-Man and the Wasp, right? 
in Quantumania. Yes. yes. However, uh, I did see that I, I can't remember where, but I did see somewhere that Jonathan Majors, who's playing Kang, was listed in a cast for Loki. Right. So uh, he, that could mean that he is actually in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and okay, so you're probably thinking, what, wait, 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 wait. What, why, why are you thinking that Kang of the Conqueror is in this? So, yes, he's a time uh, travel meddling thief, whatever you call it, you know, time travel, you know, whatever. So, yeah. there's, there's a character called Wenslayer. You know, you, you, you can hear the name of the, the character who was the judge at the beginning of Loki, who, uh, you know, who was deciding to go, hey, um, you know, does Loki, Loki get life or death? So, yeah, yeah so that's Renslayer. And Renslayer in the comics is married to Kang the Conqueror. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So I'm wondering, is the TVA corrupted or the, the leader or the, the, the captain or in chief? I don't know. Is she working for Kang the Conqueror to make sure that Kang the Conqueror can win other timelines as well or the one timeline that he rules? That, that is interesting because there's obviously a big mystery surrounded surrounding the timekeepers. And another theory out there is that the timekeepers are actually already dead, which I think is very oh, interesting. Yeah, 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 that was what I was thinking as well. Yeah, they're dead as well. You know, maybe uh, maybe Kang killed them or something like that. Who knows? Um, but the theory that I that I heard, and I think this is very interesting. So Loki talks about this whole apocalypse thing, right? And how yeah. you could technically go back to Asgard before Ragnarok, and you could, you know, do whatever you wanted because it wouldn't really like change anything as long as you didn't kind of like mess with the the broad strokes of the event, right? Yeah. Now in the comics, there is uh, a storyline where Loki. Uh, dies, but before he dies, he makes it. He had made a deal with Hela, so when he goes to Hell, Hell with one L, Hela made a deal with him so that he would survive, and you know his, con- his consciousness gets you know transferred to. But obviously, we've seen Loki survive death a couple of times in the MCU now. Yeah, and I'm thinking, I think it would be really interesting if not necessarily as the ending of this show, but at some point in this show, if Loki went back to, or not even in the show, just some point in the MCU, if Loki went back to Ragnarok, right? Yeah. And spoke to Hela, made a deal with her. So he's like, I'll make a deal with you. So you survive Ragnarok. And so when I die later down the road, you help me survive. Because obviously, you know, God of death, she can do that. And so I think it would be interesting if they did if they did that. So Loki doesn't die in the future because of his deal, but also so they can bring back Hela because obviously Hela, everyone really liked her as a villain, but you know, yeah, yeah, died. Hela was, yeah. Uh, so I sorry. think that would be really, really interesting if you know Loki made a deal with her uh, as a result of going back to Ragnarok, so he could survive in the, at some point in the future. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just want to you know get into that Hela. Uh, thing hell is a great character i hmm. i think uh we need to explore more of that so please mob just bring that character back that yeah, was really I, I would i would like that yeah uh yeah that's a very interesting theory i did not know uh hella could do that but again she's she's the goddess of hell or death yes death whatever yes death <laughs> death death so death 
death. Sorry. Um, <laughs> just need to uh, death. Uh, death. So death. that's that's very uh, cool, interesting theories. But remember, Tom. Remember one division. <laughs> remember one division. Speculate oh responsibly. Right. We're going to take these theories of responsibility. Uh, responsibility. Responsible. Uh, remember, folks. Uh, with great yes. power comes great responsibility. Yes. So please, if you're looking at theories, don't get your hopes up because it's going to ruin your experience. But however, if you have any theories, tell us comments, please. Yes. I'd love to know. We love hearing theories. Theories in films are just, you know, one of a kind because you can do whatever, <laughs> yes. whatever. It, it, with a the theory yeah, you really but, can but, and it ruins everything most of the time yes especially remember, remember rise of skywalker oh god okay yeah but matt pat but if you want more film theories there's matt pat he's great at making film theories but the bit too far i mean he did a he did a video on molly uh saying that he's the devil oh now that seems like a bit too far <laughs> yeah a bit too far but uh, yeah, but he does make interesting theories. But again, please don't believe the theories too much. Uh, but um, you know, this is the Loki show. Anything could happen. So, and I hopefully not. Hopefully, no one is going to make a bizarre theory. Mephisto, Loki's Mephisto all along. He's going to d- make a deal with Mephisto, and then he's going to go back to the world to the death. Wait. <laughs> I, I um, honestly think it'd be the funniest thing if just if just Mephisto was never in the MCU. I think that would be hilarious because every because you know even like me like when we watched episode one and, and they saw that kind of figure with the horns, my first thought was Mephisto. So like Mephisto, you know yeah. everyone kind of is thinking Mephisto, and it'd be hilarious if there just wasn't ever Mephisto, and Marvel <laughs> just kept on like dropping hints. Uh, or no, or like there's like one scene in the Loki sh- in in the show. Uh, it's just Mephisto just standing there, just doing nothing, <laughs> and and the and the fans going crazy. Wait, he's the villain all along? No, he's just being arrested by the uh, TVA. Just, I think just... it, I think it'd be hilarious if you know in um you know what if? Imagine oh, if it was like yeah. what what if like Mr. Mephisto was in One Division, and it just shows like <laughs> how everybody basically wanted One Division to go with like Doctor Strange and Mephisto and Quicksilver and stuff. Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, that 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 would be hilarious. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so this episode, uh, I want to talk about female Loki. Uh, mm-hmm. I it looks the the character design for that is is great as well. Mm, uh, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but I wish there was a bit more uh, screen time. Sorry. I w- I I think she, I don't think she was quite cunning enough. Yeah, quite cunning, uh, cunning enough. But I feel I feel like that. I want Loki to be, you know, a lot smarter, but we don't know what we, we do. We do know female Loki's intentions, right? We know that she wants to destroy. Wait, does she? Well, I mean, it seems like she just wants to cause chaos, which is cool, but I don't feel like she's quite evil and maniacal about it just yet, you know? Yeah, I feel like we don't see enough evil. Is that is that a thing? Anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yes, John, evil it, is a thing. Yeah, no, I meant like more evil or like more. But I don't know, uh, twinical. I don't know. So I'm. It, I can't speak today. So 
what was I going to say? Yes. So we want to see more, you know, very e- e- evil stuff from her. Like Loki in Avengers, he nearly just tore someone's eyes out or, you know, scanned someone's eye. Yeah. Or he killed a lot of people in that, especially Phil Coulson. But I want to see that female Loki to do a lot more um, stuff revolving that around that character. You know, see their versions of their intentions. You know, their evil, their version of evil. I don't know, but yeah, you know, what I mean, I, I I can't say it that way. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I think I think we're we're obviously this is just kind of we got we got a little bit of her, but I feel like we're. I'm waiting for a tease now. Uh, more than a tease, should I say? I'm waiting for a little bit of like, you know, her motivation. What sets her apart from the Loki that we know? You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I really like the you know the uh, the 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 character the interactions uh, with uh, Mobius and Loki. That 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 was good. You know, yeah, they have about... a good little rapport, and it's interesting to see that. Um, how it's going to work now that Loki has betrayed them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what would you give this episode out of 10? Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to give it a 7. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, but... I, I think I think I'd a, I mean, I think I gave last week's a 6 or a 7, and I think I would say the same. I don't think this was necessarily better. Or worse, it was about but, the same. But I hope that it's going to get gradually better because it there's has a to, lot man. more. Like the, they've they've set up, it, like in my eyes, it has to get better from here because they've set up some really interesting stuff. Yeah, but then again, yeah. One Division also set up some interesting stuff, and that was the biggest disappointment. Yeah, ever. like set up really interesting stuff, but then it just went <laughs> gone. But. You know what really did well? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ah, that chef's kiss. Chef's set kiss. Up so much. However, however, Power Broker. Yes. That 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 sucked. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want to talk anyway. about? Or do you want to talk about uh, Luca? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before talk we about get our latest. About... <laughs> Before we talk any more about Marvel and just go into a, a black hole of depression, the latest Pixar film is out on Disney Plus. Yeah, Luca. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, well, I have been watching a lot, a lot, a lot of, like uh, Disney films. I mean, we watched Why the Last Dragon. Mm. Uh, yeah, and this one. This one was different. It was very different, wasn't it? It was. It, it didn't felt like watching. I, I don't want to be mean, but it didn't feel like watching the Pixar film. No, it it felt. Oh, I mean, this isn't. I don't mean this. I don't mean this like. It could be worse, but it did feel like it was like an Illumination film or a DreamWorks oh, film. Oh, yeah, and, it and, does. And, and and especially DreamWorks have made some incredible things. I mean, you look at like you know Shrek two. House Training Dragon, Kung Fu Panda, yeah. and Megamind. Loads of great things, but it felt, it didn't feel like, you know, up to Pixar's usual standard in the sense yeah. that it, 
it had too many elements that were just like random yeah, like like too, yeah it was dick, too, too too far too far um it was too far but yeah i, I okay so i sat down watching wait, it wait spoilers just to say no i noticed that we never say spoilers in the podcast spoilers for luca i'm sorry spoilers for luca <laughs> if you're gonna watch it with this with your family or alone i watched it alone i watched it alone too it's quite sad yeah. the rest of the nation were watching a football match and oh, i was yeah. just sitting there just like wow this is this is perfectly adequate um yeah <laughs> yeah uh but oh my god i'll tell you what last night i woke up to like just i don't know if you heard but there was just like an absolute shouting match at like two in the morning happening on the street Wait, like, like some football fans and 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 a guy who, who lives near me and just yelling swear words at each other. I just woke up and I was just like, oh, ah. It's I'm like, sorry, that that was like a very funny movie moment right there. Yeah, just like no. you see two drunk people just swearing about you know like just arguing and swearing about football and then you just get woken by them and you go shut it <laughs> honestly i was scared to say shut it because i was scared they were gonna like like turn on me and be like <laughs> who are you, <laughs> you know? and if you're, you're gonna get bonked just by yeah them. exactly <laughs> uh, football yeah. Fans. So, yeah luca i sat down watching it and i don't know how to feel about it 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 felt like watching Wreck-It Ralph 2. <laughs> hey, I remember watching that. We saw that in the cinema together. Yeah, we saw that back in 2019. Uh, 2018? 2018, was it? I, really? I think it was 2018, yeah. Oh, wow. Because I remember way, way before back, but I, I want to talk about Wreck-It Ralph 2 for a bit. So yeah, 2018. I, yeah, wow, really. So when Wreck-It Ralph came out, or... Uh, sometime after that uh there was like uh if you remember this if you went to Cineworld and there was like a huge leaflet book thing and it was telling all about the films that was coming out the this month of that one and that was completely free like you can pick it up and see what films that were coming out mm. and it was so interesting to read uh, as a child and they would talk they were uh, in Cineworld booklet or something they will talk about each film stuff was coming out uh, this month or the next month, and they will talk about release dates, release release dates, and they were talking about Wreck-It Ralph too, and that was a far that was like coming out later. So Wreck-It Ralph two came no Wreck-It Ralph the first one came out twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen, F- yeah something like that, yeah, and oh yeah no twenty thirteen it was twenty thirteen okay and. I remember reading that. I was like, wow, that's a long time. So 2018, I watched it. Wow, that's that's crazy. Uh, so, yeah. So, Luca. Sorry. Went to a little bit sidetracked right there. So, Luca. That's yeah, all right. The story. Okay. It's too fast-paced. It was too it fast-paced. It was very fast-paced, wasn't it? I just it didn't. Immediately, like, you know, in the first kind of 10 minutes, our protagonist, Luca, you know, experience like you know decides that he prefers the surface to the water right yeah and it felt like it was doing the little mermaid but oh my god yeah it yeah was exactly but like that. completely 
like rushed, you know? So like, rushed. It's like, like if they condensed the whole plot of The Little Mermaid. Well, not the whole plot, but the whole main character's emotional journey into that first 10 minutes where we don't really get a sense of Luca's, you know, uh, surroundings, what his life's like, you yeah. know. He seems I, to I be wish... fair, have a lot of, like, a fair bit of fun. Yeah, and I wish that, you know, we could really ex- explore more of his, uh, of Luca's sea life because mm. I feel like that wasn't really explored much. Uh... I agree. And I think, you know it would be better if they fully established the relationship of between Luca and his family. We understand perfectly his family's beliefs about going on the surface. It's dangerous. You shouldn't do it. Okay. But we don't know anything other about really what they, what they think of each other, you know, like what are they like just on a regular day when Luca isn't going onto the surface and freaking everyone out? Yeah. And it, it, it didn't really establish that obviously, but, uh, and again, it, it was too rushed. I didn't really have like because usually with films they would build up, you know, they would mm. slowly build up to the character who is going to explore the world, and you know, really make them understand that they're going to be afraid. But in the first ten minutes, we're getting, um, I, I forgot this other character's name who uh, Luca gets Alberto. Better uh, Alberto, yeah, yeah, Alberto. So quickly gets introduced by Alberto mm-hmm. and then he gets out the water quickly. I was like, wait, 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 what? And then it, it decided to go on there and then just... Yeah, the the setup was so rushed and it it felt like, you know, it really needed more time to kind of establish everything, to breathe. And then, you know, with this... Gr- if, if we as an audience follow Luca on this gradual journey where he realizes that there's so much more for him instead of just like one rushed montage where he says i'm gonna leave now an hour later i'm gonna leave now two hours later i am definitely gonna leave it's like that doesn't you know yeah we see that he enjoys it but we're barely seeing why and i think there are some really really cool sequences and some beautiful sequences where he i think which are by far the best moments of the film where yeah, he experiences I, I the best of the world, you know, where he yeah. has these dreams of him riding, you know, the motorbike. Um, is it the Vespa that they want? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a really nice scene about halfway through where um, the Julia, the girl, uh, shows him uh, the stars for the first time. Yeah, that was really cool. I really like that. One. Yeah, that was just some beautiful things, but. It's only beautiful when the when the plot completely slows down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, it, it completely at the pacing. Yeah, fast paced, but then it was like slow paced, but then it went fast paced. And like the film, I looked at the film's winning time. It was like an hour, um, an, an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. That's by the way, that's... fifteen minutes of that was was uh, credits. The credits. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So technically, we watched an hour and 20 or 10 minutes of the film. And it didn't feel like a film at all. I just felt like watching uh, an entire season or something. I don't know. (laughs) It felt like a long, short film. Yes. And there were problems. Okay, so with 
with a lot of uh, Disney storylines, like recently, right now, especially at the start of Wreck It Ralph 2, this reminded me a lot. So, spoilers for the ending. So, um, Luca and Alberto, uh, they win the race. Yes. And they, and then they get uh, introduced. Um, oh, no, they, they meet up uh, with Luca's parents, and then Luca has to go somewhere because uh, Juliet will. Uh, Juliet's mother will help. So yeah, yeah. and then they, they, he just leaves Alberto. I uh, know, uh, no, Alberto leaves Luca because he has to go somewhere to, to, to Juliet's um, mother. So again, this felt a lot like when you mean Luca meet, leaves Alberto. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I I don't know. You yeah, I I watched the film last night. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, this felt a lot like Wreck-It Ralph 2. So mm. with the premise of Wreck-It Ralph 2, uh, well, or the Luca, it felt very similar. So like Luca and Alberto, they won a Fespa, that's it. And Wreck-It Ralph 2's premise is that Wreck-It uh, Ralph and... Um, Vanellope. Yeah, Vanellope, yeah. I, f- I forgot the name, what the heck? <laughs> the, the glitch girl. But yeah. <laughs> there was like... A, yeah, so... Uh, so um uh, they want this they want the uh steering wheel the steering wheel yeah. for the for the game and they want to go back to their place but then the other characters they go in a different path so yeah and 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 you know at the end you know uh ralph vanellope decides she wants to stay in the internet and ralph goes back to the game so yeah similarly to how you know, Luca goes, uh, you know, follows his dream of an education and Alberto stays with the fishing village. Um, yeah. I think the best part of this film by far is the relationship between Luca and Alberto. You know, yeah. it, it's very uh, believable and well done and uh, authentic yeah, and the way a, that they find a- they find a camaraderie in each other and um, they really feel like they are all each other have. Yeah, and I, I yeah I like relationship. It felt like realistic, and mm. and there was like some really conflicting moments as well. Yeah, um, yeah, especially when they go off the cliff and Luke, uh, the, the Lucas parents like nearly see him, and he yes. gets in panic, and Alberto's very like, oh, don't worry about this, and mm. then they get in the fight. So. Yeah. yeah, I think that was a very powerful scene when Alberto, you know, I think the friendship was built up so well and, and, and the, the the personalities of the characters and the growing, uh, how distant Luca is growing, you know, wanting to learn more and how Alberto just wants to kind of travel and be with his friend. And, and the moment when, you know, Alberto says, they're never going to see, they're never going to like you, they're never going to see you for what you are. And he, and he proves that by going into the water, showing his true colours. And... And then he's like, see, when everyone gets really scared, uh, 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 the, the fact that he's a sea monster and the heartbreaking moment. And this like really made me feel like terrible was when Luca said, ah, sea monster. Like Luca turned on his best friend, just, you know, just as all the horror people in the town did. But they barely explored that. It was, yeah. as, it was as if, you know, it was as if Luca was barely in the wrong. He says, sorry. And then he says, I'm going to fix this. And then he goes to run the, run the race. I think this is the moment when you should realize instead of w- wanting to win the race, instead Luca should have gone through a character journey where he realizes that that's not that's not what's important, 
right now. What's important is that, you know, he, he maintains his friendship, not that he gets the Vesper. That's not, that's no longer really what should be focused on, you know? Yeah. And yeah, like, especially when the whole town discovers that Luca and Alberto are the, uh, the sea creatures from the sea. Uh, they don't really explore the name of the of the sea creatures. Yeah, we never really know anything about the the world or the community of the. Um... Oh yeah, the origins. We don't know any. No, yeah. literally nothing. And that 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 kind of ruins the you know the, the the character alignment with it, like to discover a lot with the with the you know the the, the background. I love it. it. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, there's the a lack, there's discovered... distinct lack of uh, world building. Yeah, it it didn't really discover much along with it, but it, there was some uh, key moments that I really liked. Uh, but uh, when the town discovers uh, Luca and Alberto are the sea creatures, uh, no one gets in panic. Like they just they're, yeah, go, they're oh. so accepting immediately. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that, but what about the conflicting things that happened early in the film? Like when they're fishing and they want a bounty on the fishing, uh, on the sea creatures. So I'm like, well, I'm like, where's he? Huh? Yeah, the, the conflict, like, they don't, they don't continue. Yeah, they so don't continue quickly. Yeah. It just felt so quick, and it really did. And 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 I think the, I mean, can we talk about what I think is the absolute worst part of this film? The villain, Urkel oh, Visconti, yeah. if that's his name, if that's how you pronounce his name, he was the worst. Like he was absolute. I, I'm I'm baffled that Pixar, who have, you know, had some amazing villains in their time, really went for this. By the numbers, you know, like out and out douchebag who didn't have any depth to him, any layers, you know, was just oh, this real bully with, you know, some of the worst like gags in the film came from him, you know, like he was completely, you know, ultimately he was really irrelevant to the plot, you know? Yeah, completely just didn't feel any impact to the story at all yeah anything like, that he did i think the main thing that he did was reveal that luca was uh um a sea creature the oh, oh no the um the alberto was in the final race by pushing him yeah. over that was the main thing he did that could have been done by anyone else by anything else and yes the fact that he's the only person at the end who still wants to be mean you know to to kill them is you know, it, it it's unrealistic and it's it just felt like it was just so conflicting with what the film was trying to say. You know, yeah. The the they even say, I think his parents say, not everyone's gonna accept you, but you you know, you've chosen the good people. And I think that would be so much more powerful if the whole town didn't accept them, but Julia and her dad did, you know, the two, you know, the two, the, the good people, or not even that, but maybe it was like a halfway split. Half people aren't sure how people do like them, but you've just got this absolute sleazeball who is, you know, so ridiculous, you know, um, a, a pretty blatant Italian stereotype as well. 
Like, yeah. he was just a, a baffling character. I don't even know why they bothered with somebody like one of the worst villains in the Pixar film by far. Yeah, I, I, there was no, nothing, nothing about it. Just empty. There was just a character. He was bully. Nothing, no character development, nothing. What the heck? What? So, yeah, uh, that was the most annoying thing about the film. Uh, but I'll talk about one funny thing that really made me laugh in the film. Uh-huh. That really just made me laugh. Yeah. So when Luca uh, returns back to his, uh, in his home, uh, it, grandma is sleeping, and then Luca's trying to talk to grandma like, quietly, but then... <laughs> She's got her eyes open. <laughs> she just she's just snoring and then just makes that face like <laughs> yeah that, that, that was the that was the best thing i've seen in that film there that were some it. there were some legitimately funny moments um oh yeah, yeah the, the uncle the uncle joke the uncle was yeah, that was you that's sasha baron cohen what like, he was in it for one scene <laughs> what that a waste him? What a waste! He could have totally what? been that the was villain. Him? That was him. It... What? Uh... Yeah. No. I'm sorry, Jeff. Why? Okay, I, I'm. I, I actually don't like the film anymore. <laughs> I don't. Uh... It's ridiculous. <sighs> yeah, just don't watch this film. I'm sorry. <laughs> just uh, it, unless you want something pain if you want to feel pain i don't know uh but it's not a bad film it's not it's not the terror it's not the worst it's not the but it's just it's just lacking everything it apart from like character developments between alberto and uh, luca yeah the, the, it, i think their character interactions were the strongest part of the film and i really like the ending i think it was, a, that was it was a really powerful scene yeah i, know, I agree the, the shot of, of of luca kind of you know on the train you know going through the tunnel you know like with tears in his eyes it was emotional but there was no emotional with his family there was no emotions there because the parents spent their whole time basically beating up children which i think was the funniest scene you know when they like play football and they just end up like hitting all these kids into like the um into the the fountain i, I yeah. thought that was amazing like it was so yeah. it was random and like i think their whole side plot was so like painfully put in you know yeah and um yeah it didn't yeah i just don't know how to feel about this film it just yeah it was a rush i think you know soul was so good and this was really disappointing yes yeah, Soul was the most important thing uh, that, that you know came out in twenty twenty yeah, because it was it was a great kind yeah. of you know final release of the year. Yeah, and it was just a perfect time. But really, uh, the film had a very deep message yeah. uh, to it. But Luca, it, yeah. it it has a message, but it's not executed as well at all. Yeah. It, However, it, it a, yeah, yeah, go on. It, it was it didn't really execute that well to be honest yeah. because with soul it did because you know it really make you think about this character that you know what he's been through uh and like 
what 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 he wants to do in life. But then in Luca, it was about friendship, but and uh, and the the clear message was about you know uh, people not accepting you, but be who you are. So yeah, you know yeah. the tale of friendship really worked. However, I think you know the animation was flawless, really nice, especially the settings. You know, the character designs were whatever, but I really, really enjoyed the setting. You know, I think it really captured the beauty of the world that Luca and Alberta are experiencing. Um, yeah. That was really nice. The music, I loved the music. There were some incredible oh, pieces. Music. Yeah, music. Yeah, that was the almost the a great thing about uh, the film is just the music. But yeah the film itself definitely and and i think yeah. the performances were all good i think on a technical standpoint you know the the animation the cinematography the music the acting it was all good but the the issues come with the plotting the pacing you know everything in between that you know what i mean yeah uh um, yeah it's a real shame it's a real shame uh mm. so what else is the film? Um, well, yeah. What did, what did it, you give it out of 10? Give me a score. Five. Yeah, I, I agree. Five, yeah. I think that's yeah perfectly fair. Um, I definitely enjoyed Ryan the Last Dragon more. Yeah, Ryan the Last Dragon was a bit more fun to watch. A bit more, yeah. you know, uh, better paced as well. Mm. You know, like you go through with Raya and the dragon... But uh, as I said, if you want to hear more about the review that we just said, go go back in time or look on YouTube. Do, yeah, do, we've got, two yeah, two two weeks ago we did a Ryan Last Dragon review. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, do, uh, do listen to that uh, because we we like that 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 film. It was a very enjoyable film to watch. Yeah, uh, no, uh, it was definitely a lot better than Luca. Um, so yeah, that's it for Luca, and 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 that's it for Pixar until next year. Uh, the next film is Turning Red, a film about a little girl who, whenever she gets excited, turns into a big red panda. I'm scared for Pixar, John. I'm scared what? for Pixar. That what? sounds ridiculous. What? What? Wait, 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 wait. T- tell me that again. There's a little girl, and whenever she gets excited, she turns into a big red panda. Um. <laughs> what? I know this is weird, right? That, that, that no, that's that's any that's weird. I'm sorry, that's more weirder than any disc uh, d- 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 Disney uh, Pixar film I ever heard. It sounds just whack. It sounds so what? weird. Uh, I'll, no, send, I'll, send, I'll send I'll send I'll send you an image bizarre. now. I'll send you an image now. See this. That's Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, wait, I'll put... I'll, 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 wait, I'll, what, I'll, I'll write a note this? to myself to put it on the screen. What is that? I, I wish I, I could tell terrified. you, John. I really, I really wish I could tell you. Nah, I'm terrified of this. What is that? It's a big red panda. But, but wet pandas are supposed to be small. 
Remember when remember when Pixar were making like Wally and Ratatouille and up? Like, what happened, man? What happened? Now they're making, you know, onward Luca, Incredibles 2. Like they've fallen from grace in many ways. I'm so, oh my god! I'm so discombobulated. <laughs> like, what is that? Discombobulated. I don't know. I really wish I could tell you, but I really have no I, idea. Uh, nah, it's it's giving me. Nah, nah. It's gonna be it's gonna be my sleep paralysis now. It's gonna be my <laughs> demon. Oh my god! Oh my god! What? I, I'm not looking at it anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. I don't All know right. how they're going to do that story. <laughs> right? Can we can we move on, please? Let's. That one. Luca. Luca wasn't great. Let's move on. And actually, it's worth saying next week's uh, main segment. You're going to want to be there for. We're doing Fast and Furious Nine, baby. Yeah, baby. Woo! We're going to be. We're going to be yes. um, talking everything because it's going to be in cinemas. Yeah, um, we're going to see it uh, together on uh, Thursday. On the yeah, day it comes I'm out. We're going to talk every little bit detail of the film oh i'm so excited yeah <laughs> yeah it's gonna uh, be great it's gonna be great yeah I'm, I'm excited for the film uh and we are gonna watch fast and furious eight uh sometime uh this literally, week so yeah literally yeah. tonight as of when we're recording it oh yeah so Woo-hoo. tom will give out his uh his review of the film tonight so Mm, no, well, we'll, not tonight. Not we'll, tonight. Next week. Next yeah, to, week, John. To, tomorrow. Uh, not not tomorrow. What am I saying? Well, we're both getting dates. Next week, we'll 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 talk about our brief thoughts on all of the Fast and Furious films, and then we'll talk about Fast Nine. I, I'm sorry. I'm just still traumatized by that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Fast and Furious Nine. I'm excited. Uh, we'll be talking about that next week. But yes. now, it's time. What's it time for, John? The, the weekly viewing segment. <laughs> Have you Halo. watched anything this week? Halo. Oh, Halo uh, music. Okay, so this week I haven't watched films, but I watched short films. Ah. So is this, is this wa- for your film studies short film? Yes. Ah, but nice. I really wanted to talk about it in detail. Yeah, so, uh, okay, so I watched these uh, in my time uh, or in class. So, um so one film that really struck me uh that just really just amazed me uh was a film called meshes of the afternoon meshes uh, that, of the afternoon yeah meshes of the afternoon so you might want to put that on screen and boom there you go so Ooh. um that film th- this short film was made in 1943 oh wow yeah, so this uh, was, you know, uh, the spark of change, you know, for Hollywood because, you know, color, you know, technical color on screen. But this was a this was a, a experimental short film because it was taking things to a different uh, level, and the the whole narrative of this is complex yet so. Um, is there a word for symbolistic? Uh, sim- uh, sim- uh, symbol? Sim- uh, meaningful. Yeah, meaningful. Mean- symbol. Meaningful. 
<laughs> meaningful. Yeah. So this was uh, complex, but yet so meaningful. And it, it, you just go through this journey. And I think this is where uh, Christopher Nolan might have, I don't know, uh, just don't listen to me, but I think this is where he got his inspiration from for Inception. So, ah, that, that's, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. Just don't listen to me because I'm like, uh, I'm the, uh, not the de- definition of fake news right now, but this is where I, I can tell he has that inspiration. But yeah, so the film follows on this, uh, this person and uh, this woman, yeah, this woman, and she goes through a series of dreams. That's all. That's all I'm going to give you because the story is so complicated and you can't really make anything out of it. But if you watch it over and over again, you should go, wow. Okay, that's that's how, how the film is. And oh my God, I love the cinematography and music in this. It it just felt emotional, but also just nostalgic to, to see the, the cinematography and the music as well, uh, to hear the mu- uh, music as well. And it just made you like, you just transported to somewhere else and you're just watching a very different thing as well. Uh, yeah, I just love it. And uh, and a lot of people were confused after watching the film and they're like, what? What? <laughs> so uh, the, the film is on YouTube and uh, the short film, it, it's called Meshes of the Afternoon. And I would highly recommend it if you're uh, into it's it's black and white and it was made in 1943. It, it, it was made in 1943 and it was it it just blows my mind. Honestly, it was just uh, How long yeah. is it? so uh, it's only 14 minutes long. Oh, that's decent. Decent. I'll give it a watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give it a watch. It's great. I love it. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. I would give it a nine out of ten. So nice, yeah. very nice. Yeah. What have you watched, Tom? Well, let me tell you. Not so long ago, in the mysterious land of Toronto, Canada, Scott Pilgrim was dating a high schooler. I watched Scott Pilgrim yes! tenth anniversary at Cineworld. Oh my god! Wait, really? Yes. Ah, you're lucky. Yes. It was a magical, magical experience, man. So, as you don't know, uh, cinemas uh, have been releasing uh, Scott Pilgrim on the uh, 15th 15th of June, uh, which was uh, its 10th anniversary. Um, And, or maybe it's 11th anniversary, because I swear they did a 10th anniversary thing last year. Either way, anniversary of Scott Pilgrim, right? Uh, Edgar Wright actually did a, a, a Q&A on, in like an Odeon um, but, so yeah, so I went to my local Cineworld uh, saw it on Super Screen uh, the, the screen was fairly busy but I love Scott Pilgrim so much I love like, it as well, man It's probably my second favourite Edgar Wright film after Hot Fuzz It's oh, just yeah. incredible I, I love it so much and, and, and to be able to see it on the big screen I, I think I've that permanently damaged my eardrums. Like, honestly, first of all, it was so loud, man. Like, really? Honestly, like, like obviously it starts out and, and it's not like, there's not loads of music. 
Um, so like I was like, okay, so it's not that bad. And then like as soon as they started to play the opening theme, Launchpad McQuack, I was like, oh my ears hurt. But it was so worth it, man. It's yeah, it's incredible. I, I, like, that's it. I'm I'm gonna do that this weekend. I'm gonna see the film. Right. Um oh wait, is it still in cinemas? No, it's it was only one night. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> only one night. No. Hey, maybe twentieth anniversary. Maybe you get to watch it when it comes out. Twentieth anniversary. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Twenty twenty thirty one. Here we go. Oh god. Twenty thirty one. Oh, 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 that hurts. Oh, oh, that hurts god. to think about. Um, yeah, I don't want to think about that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, it it it's Scott Pilgrim is such an incredibly well thought out film. Every piece of editing and sound design and. Um, like cinematography it's all meticulously thought out for every single character all the dialogue is on point bill pope did the cinematography you know the man behind spider-man 2 and soon to be shang chi i think either shang chi or, or eternals i can't remember um you know absolutely absolutely incredible stuff um i just i just love it so much like you know oh. it's perfectly paced you know, it might get a little bit repetitive in the middle, you know, with like a similar structure of action and then break, action, then break. But, you know, I think it all works so well to put you alongside the journey of Scott, who is a horrible guy, by the way. Scott is really is a horrible guy, but the journey he goes on to self-respect and love is just amazing and it's so well thought out and so unexpected in places. And you get some amazing performances from Michael Sarah and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And, um, oh, what's he called? What's he called? What's he called? What's he called? Oh, no. Um, the guy who played Jason Swatchman, that's him, who plays uh, Gideon and, and Chris Evans uh, and, and, and Brie Larson and, and Brandon Ralph. So many characters, so many amazing performances. And it's incredible. It still holds up and it's still amazing. And if you haven't given it a go, it's definitely one of the greatest comic book films ever to be made and it's it i love it yeah oh man that sounds wow uh yeah right. I, yeah it's definitely definitely a, a nine or a ten out of ten it was it, it does the showing started at eight so it, i was very it, you know it got tiring i got i started to get tired but you know like it, it's still all so good so i think i would you know ten out of ten nine out of ten it's just incredible, as most people know. Wow. Right. Yeah, so what else have you watched this week? Uh, okay, so I, I, I watched another. Well, I don't want to review this one, but okay. I just want to tell you why I just watched. So, oh, my God. This just completely shook me, like distraught me. So, uh, okay, so it, it, the film is, the name of the film is Spider. Now, oh my probably... god, I watched this one. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that. Oh no, 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 no. Right. Did, did, oh, do you remember Miss? Uh, that, would you remember the teacher saying like, "There's a jump scare." Yes. Uh, yes. And you go, "Oh, it's not going to be a huge jump scare." So, oh my god, everyone in the film studies class, they were just traumatized like what they just watched so spider if you don't know about this so spider is a short film that was made in 2012 and it was uh filmed in australia and so it's about a couple who's traveling but 
the woman uh I, this is going to be spoilers so spoiler zone so there's a woman uh i would highly recommend it so go watch it so there's a woman mm-hmm. who's driving uh and she's a bit mad about uh her boyfriend or husband about something so we don't know much about it but uh that yeah that worked as well because it was uh, ambiguous so uh they stopped at a petrol station or a gas station what you call it in australia um they go there and uh the 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 the, the boyfriend is like hey i'll get some flowers and that'll be nice and chocolate and then you just go hmm yes 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 i'll get some i'll get some fake fake spider the fake spider wasn't a good idea so they drive. And... He doesn't get uh, just for for clarity. He gets the fake spider to like as a joke, not as for himself. <laughs> yes, yes, and oh my god! So they drive and they're having fun, but then uh, okay. So for context, the the guy put like the the fake spider into the flip uh, mirror thing that you have hmm, at the, yeah. the, the roof of the top, uh, car. So. She did. Uh, she looked to it, and she was like, "Oh my god!" And, <laughs> uh, and then she stopped the car, and the guy's like, "Hey, hey, babe, babe, it's 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 only it's only a fake spider." She he throws the fake spider, and oh my god, uh, the woman just jumped backwards. Then whack, she got hit by a car. <laughs> I shouldn't be Everyone. laughing, but it is it's amazing. And yeah, so everyone in my film studies class, they were just like making like, oh my god, like just making gasps, gasps, and I was like, no, I was like, oh no, and like making sounds, and that's what I miss about cinema. Like you go into the cinema experiences and you hear those experiences, like some laughing or something like that, but like every oh, yeah it's so much easier to to um have the intended experience of a film in a in a in a crowd you know you're more likely to laugh to to, to get scared to you know to cry when there's people around you kind of having those same experiences mm. so and uh yeah uh, um i'm not gonna spoil it anymore but that that moment when <laughs> she get hit by a car <sighs> I, I was just completely traumatized for the whole day. I was like, <laughs> "Where's Spider?" No, so um, yeah, I would highly, I would recommend if you want to watch this. But I'm not going to review it. But it was just an experience that I just watched um, as well. So I'm interested. Uh, Are you watching um, the short film Stutterer? Yes, I watched that as well. Yeah, did you watch Curfew? Yes, that uh, was ooh. Wait, did I watch that? That's the one oh. with the babysitter. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, that I did. Was that was my absolute favorite out of those. Oh, that was so good, man. Like that was that was an incredible one. I felt. Oh, like so much was, kind of was, style. Yeah, it was sweet, but it almost reminded me Ryan Gosling for a bit because. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, he re- the the main actor really had Ryan Gosling vibes in that one. Yeah, like it, yeah, it really I brought out that. that, and I really yeah. liked that one as well. So. Um, yeah, I really thought that, that I love that. That was sweet. Um, like uh, the 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 person who was looking after the uh, her, his niece uh, was really depressed, and I love the ending. Like it gave out hope for him. So yeah, I would yeah, highly, highly recommend that as well. 
uh, care for you. And also, I want to highly recommend uh, Pitch Black Heist. Oh, yeah. Um, starring Michael, Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. Yeah. And another famous actor, Liam something. I don't know. Um, I don't know. So, yes, that's a great you. film as well. Um, so, ah, uh, it was... That was great as well. Uh, I'm not going to review that one because there was a lot to talk about. But yeah, so yeah, I really like those films. Liam uh, Cunningham. Spider. Sorry? Uh, Liam Cunningham. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so I would give Spider 8 or 7 out of 10. But for, for the 8, I'm just going to give it for the jump scare. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, watching short films is great if you're just bored on YouTube or... Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. So that's it for the weekly viewing segment for me, but I'll be definitely going to be talking about a lot more films this week because I'm not too, you know, too busy this week. So, Brilliant. yeah. All right. Well, I also uh, watched another film at the cinema this week. I watched The Father um obviously oh yeah almost like i guess kind of infamous now uh for being the film uh that won anthony hopkins best actor uh at the oscars which he didn't show up for and also oh. everyone kind of expected chadwick boseman to win so kind of going in i think all all eyes were on uh hopkins and i was very intrigued you know did he you know to see you know does he did he deserve it um and i can pretty confidently say I don't know. <laughs> um, obviously, like, I thought the film was was very, very well executed. You know, obviously, it centers around um, a man with Alzheimer's uh, and uh, just, uh, it might not be Alzheimer's, he's just losing his memories, losing his kind of sanity um, as he gets old and, and his daughter has to look after him. And that's the very kind of basic uh, plot breakdown. And the film is very clever in making you align with him and his confusion and you know about everything about people about places about um time and I think it does that extremely well you have like a load of a very clever scenes that start one place and end in the same place and you know the confusion that is made is really good and obviously you know Olivia Coleman as well is an incredible actress you know she is so good at crying um and, and her acting is just absolutely uh, amazing um so you know like there's so many good things I think you know my one kind of criticism would be that they could have used the music and the editing more to their advantage not necessarily the editing as much but I think the music definitely there's a little bit of a of a um operatic air score uh the main character listens to lots of opera music but I don't feel like that is quite leaned on as I feel like it could have been now my 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 obviously so obviously that's like all great the one the thing that I think you know is is the thing that everyone is thinking about obviously as I said is the 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 music not the music the 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 performance for Anthony Hopkins I thought it was it really was an incredible performance you know he he really starts the place in 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 one kind of state of mind you know uh, and, and the whole film you know uh takes him on this journey where he becomes, you know, less and less, uh, you know, more of a shell of himself and, and more confused and, and terrified because it would be terrifying to be in his situation. And you really feel that. And there are so many scenes that are heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. And you really understand, you know, there are so many people 
you know there are people in my family who've had to look after you know their mums or dads and and had to watch them slowly lose their minds and it's it's just like absolutely heartbreaking to see these things you know happen and I think that performance is so incredibly convincing and so incredibly powerful you know seeing him you know break down and and you know have this kind of crisis that so many people go through you know I see why he got the Oscar he definitely deserved it did he deserve it over Chadwick Boseman I really couldn't tell you they both were incredible in different ways um I think uh, probably Hopkins disappeared into the role more but I still think Boseman was great and maybe should have won it uh out of respect over anything else um but yeah it was great and I and I really enjoyed it um and it's the, it's the, it is the kind of thing that I don't think I needed to see it in the cinema. I think I would have enjoyed it just as much if I'd have watched it at home. But nonetheless, I really enjoyed it. And that performance is wonderful. Uh, and yeah, I'd give it a nine out of 10. It was definitely one of the best films I've seen this year. Right. That's interesting. Uh, that's going to be cool. Yeah. Uh, I'll definitely watch it sometime. Uh, yeah, you should. Um, so have you, watched, have you watched anything else this week? Um, I'm just trying to recall. Um... Did I know? Uh, I don't know. I get I, that's it for me. I think, uh, but I've watched other short films, but I'm not going to talk about them because I don't feel like reviewing them. But um, all right, yeah, I think that's it for me then. Well, let's let's head on out, shall we? Yeah, it's time to get out the door. And, uh, <laughs> We're leaving. Okay, bye. Um, <laughs> it's me, Nadio. Oh, sorry. Uh, well. Um, so, as always, thanks everyone for watching and listening and experiencing this podcast. Um, yeah. If you liked it, you know, leave a like because why the hell not? And subscribe if you want to see more. We've got whole back catalog. If you want to see us talk about Soul, the last Pixar film, or Loki episode one, or you know, the the Ryan the Last Dragon, and as we said, coming up, we've got Fast and Furious Nine. The week after that, we're going to talk about Black Widow in the MCU. Week week after that, we're going to talk about the actual Black Widow film. We've got loads of stuff coming up, you know. Loads of loads of stuff that I'm really excited for. Um, and yeah, so subscribe, you know, hit the bell if you want to see that and get notified about all that stuff coming up. Um, or just kind of like you know browse our stuff. We've got loads and loads of stuff, um, you know, Disney and and otherwise. Uh, and and yeah if you want to get in contact with you with us uh you can we will uh reply on the podcast itself uh, if you email us outsidefilmpod at gmail.com or you can get in touch or just follow us at instagram and twitter at outsidefilmpod i am tom the bourbon on twitter i am comedy john 42 on twitter <laughs> we've really got to decide what we're doing john doesn't use twitter anymore we've really got to figure out what that, uh, what we're doing with that. just uh, get someone to edit uh like a grave a lot you know that flash grave you know when there's like a meme of Grant Gustin on, on a grave. Yes. Like, picture. Yeah, do that on me on my profile picture. Just mean like my Twitter being dead. So yeah, thumbs up, yeah. John. <laughs> <laughs> I should have thumbs up, John, but I don't know. You should. But, you really uh, should. I'm not going to die on Twitter, but Twitter's <laughs> just a... Yeah, Twitter's just a, not a good place at all now because uh, especially there's like a, a recent surge of people hating on Minecraft YouTubers. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Well, um, I mean, there, I, go on. Uh, there was there was one uh Minecraft YouTuber, uh, uh, and he's the he's seventeen, 
his name is Tommy in it, but I'm not going to talk oh, yeah, about yeah. him. But, I know him. Uh, yeah, so he, uh, I, 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 I don't like his videos, but I respect him as a person. Mm. So, but the, it's just so toxic with the with the uh, Minecraft community right yeah. now with um, towards Minecraft YouTubers, and now uh, he, he he said on the stream. That is like okay, I'm not gonna go on Twitter, but then there was so many, so many toxic comments in the Twitch, uh, chat box as well. They they were just been hating on him, and he and afterwards he said straight away, I'm not gonna be chewing for days. I have to go to therapy. And he's, yeah, oh, that and I was like, what? That that's just complete sucks. So yeah. please, be safe uh, Honestly, if you're on social media. Twitter can be such a horrible place sometimes I'm, I'm quite lucky because i only really follow like you know film stuff and yeah, I, don't really, re- I don't really get involved in like you know like what can be quite toxic debates you know the mcu fandom is just the worst i could try and keep away from that kind of stuff and i think everyone yeah. should you know oh, oh, give yourself I, some more d- peace of mind yeah d- dc are a little bit toxic as well a little bit oh i mean snyder fans can be really really toxic yeah yeah but marvel and stuff not star wars i don't know but yeah twitter is not a good place if you're just there for cancelling people um yeah or you know it's it's just there for hating it well Mm. if twitter was a word it's hate so it's true but we're not here to talk about that so don't you worry um we'd have to figure out the whole twitter thing um but I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry to bring that in. Sorry, I just that's, want that's to. Right. You know, make sure. Wait, I think yeah, every, every week we say, John, we gotta, we gotta figure out what we're doing with your Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um. Do do something with it. Do something with it. Um. We'll figure out what to do. Okay. Right. Um. Uh, I'll think of something. I'll maybe I'll just deactivate it. But I'll. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just don't like Twitter at all. It's just not my ideal goes to place but yeah right. mental health mental health is important so yeah um right yeah that's it for me uh tom uh no yeah that's it from me um okay as always uh, oh oh you, oh be safe oh, yeah, hey watch your hand uh yeah so please look out for that safe. damned new variant <sighs> pesky thing delta right uh, uh yeah i think so i swear if it's this <laughs> I mean, i'm <laughs> getting i'm kidding but like uh you know from jurassic world there's like a uh delta yeah delta the uh velociraptor in jurassic oh world. okay yeah so that it's gonna love. be fast so yeah be safe it's when's, gonna be like a philosopher when's jurassic world 3 coming out yeah th- apparently they're gonna be they're gonna be showing the trailer for the film uh, before... uh, Fast and Furious Nine, right? Yeah. Before. Hey, hey nice. Yes. So uh, apparently they're going to give us five minutes of the film. Oh wow! Really? Okay. Maybe we'll see it. Yeah. So hopefully we'll just go. Mm, yes, yes, yes. And hopefully. Yes. Yeah, so if <laughs> oh we if we do see those five minutes, we'll talk about it on the podcast next week. Definitely. Yes. Uh, right. I think. Yeah. That's it. Be safe. That wash your hands. Wear a mask. If you're in pub, uh, public places like going to the shopping or going shopping or seeing your friends or anything like that, do, do that, please. Uh, and yes, be good. Please do. And without further ado, take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>